You'll recognize my next guest. If you were a fan of the early 2000s show Lost, you'll know him as Liam Pace. If you're a fan of Stargirl, you know him as Sportsmaster, an avid indie film supporter. Welcome to The Dev Show, Neil Hopkins. I'm here with Neil Hopkins of Stargirl, and for some of you who may know, I like Lost, so he's in Lost too, which is pretty neat. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm really good. Yeah, how are you? I'm pretty good. I mean, I know you've probably been asked quite a bit, but how has this whole experience of being at home been for you? Uh, it's been challenging. You know, we have, uh, I've got two kids. I got a nine-year-old and I got a six-year-old. And uh, so they got, you know, their school stopped in beginning of uh, middle of March, like everyone's did. And uh, ask any parent, it's been very, very challenging to get to, to, to do the Zoom classes and, and, uh, you know, to not let them go on play dates and, and hang out with their friends. It's been tough. It's been four months, so it's been pretty grueling. But you know what? We're, we're healthy. And uh, there's a lot of people who've got it a lot worse than we do. So I try to keep that in mind. But I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me, me neither. I mean, I'm stuck in here watching a bunch of TV shows. And have you have you been binging anything on TV, on Netflix, stuff like that? I was watching in the beginning of quarantine, The Office with uh, my daughter, because they put it on Netflix and, uh, and she, she's nine and, and uh, she became obsessed with The Office, which was really cool. And uh, they get married in Niagara Falls, actually. Yeah, yeah, they do. I was talking to yeah. Oscar. I was talking to Oscar just a bit ago. Oh, no he, way. Yeah, he was in Niagara Falls for uh, a convention. And we were talking about how, you know, he, they actually didn't even get to go out to the falls just jim and pam got to go and film out, out, out up here um but yeah so and that's not gonna that's not gonna go away eh? once someone gets hooked on the office i know so many people who have watched the office and then it's just it's just passion all, <laughs> all the way through yeah so my uh i had i had watched the i was a huge fan of the british version in the yeah. 2000s and uh and then when the American version came out, I wasn't crazy about it at first. Like I wasn't that into it because I was just so in love with the, uh, the British version. But I got to say, eventually I actually liked the American version more. Really? Uh, yeah. Because it, the British version, when you watch it again, it's so depressing. It's so funny, but it's just so glum. And, and that was the intention, but it's just so glum and depressing. And, and uh, you just, you know. You, you can't, it's so hard to watch Ricky Gervais as that character because he's just so, it's so cringy. And it's cringy to watch Michael Scott and everything too. But but I now I love the American Office more, I think, because my daughter loves it so much. Like she's a freak about the office. Like she watches it every day, every day. And she watches like the same five episodes over and over and over again. So, <laughs> so at the beginning of quarantine, we were binging that to get back to your question. And then um, she kind of like took it and ran with it. and uh, and then. I was watching what we do in the shadows on FX, which is really funny, really funny. And then, um, and then I just watched, I know this much is true on HBO with Mark Ruffalo, which was outstanding, really depressing, but outstanding. Back to like talking about conventions sort of thing. Did you get to go to many conventions? Have you ventured into that world yet? I did a few with, uh, with lost, you know, cause lost had, had a lot of that, but lost happened before Facebook became really big, you know, and before Instagram and all that. 
if lost if lost were to have happened now it would have been a much bigger thing for me because i wasn't one of the main characters you know i was i was only in like six episodes but you know i was i was a pretty well-known character but um so i i did like maybe 10 uh like events and and fan things for lost but i i wasn't like in the inner circle of that whole fandom thing i wish i was it would have been fun because i know they did a lot of the you know trips around the world doing signings and all that kind of stuff but yeah did you do you get recognized as much for that character anymore or has it kind of subsided it hasn't subsided but it's it it still happens but it's not it's not often but it 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 does happen and and uh it's just funny you know it's like um it always happens when i'm like when you least expect it like someone will just start staring at you we were at like uh dave and buster's with my kids and we were we were sitting down to eat some of that disgusting food and uh and this sir and this guy came up to me the guy was staring at me and then he walked over to me and, and he looked like i, I was like uh, i was like kind of like not i wasn't sure what he was going to say or do or any you know it's the last thing in my mind i'm not thinking about lost all day i'm just there yeah and he like comes up to me and he's like gets really close to me he's like i just want to say he's like i really really loved your work I'm lost. And he's like, I love your character. And, you know, he's like, I'm someone that, that struggled with addiction and I really loved your portrayal of there. You know, it was really nice, but he was like really close to me and, and uh, <laughs> it was a little intense. So sometimes I get that. That was one of the rare ones, but a lot of times like if I'm at the checkout at the grocery or whatever, you know, that like someone will be like, you all everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so embarrassing, but it's also kind of fun. Do your kids understand that whole has have they watched lost because i remember i watched it at 12 and i'm like i probably shouldn't have watched this at 12. yeah no it's it's not my daughter could probably watch it my daughter is an old nine-year-old you know she's she's an old soul so i mean there was a lot of stuff in the office that was not appropriate for her yeah in the office and we would fast forward through it when we could get to the remote in time but she's she's seen a lot in the course of that series in the nine seasons of episodes where I, i'm like well i guess you know about this now yeah right uh, but most of it i'm sure just went over her head but lost i think she could watch it my kid my 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 um my son is six so he wouldn't care i mean no he barely, he barely watches star girl but um you know, she, my daughter loves Stargirl, like, and that's really cool. It's cool that I'm on a show that A, she can watch, and that B, like, she is the sweet spot, like, demographic. Not that nine-year-old girls are the sweet spot demographic for that, but because she skews older, she's, like, kind of a teenager. Yeah. Um, and she's very bright, so she understands a lot of stuff that maybe other nine-year-olds don't, but, you know, it's uh, it's really cool. We were watching uh, episode seven last night of Stargirl, and and it's just I just like watching her watch it. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's so into it, and uh, my wife does too. And then at the end of the ep every episode, at the end of it, she's like, no, you know, like she doesn't want it to end. She wants to see the next one because she's used to binging stuff on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, everybody's got used to that now. Yeah, but I love that it's not that. I love that. Yeah, for sure. Because yes, everybody's, everybody's on the same, on the same page. page. Yeah. And uh, it makes it more exciting. I mean, all like the best shows like Lost, like like Game of Thrones, like, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of these shows that have been really popular over the past, you know, decade or so um, were not dumped 
all episodes at once. And I think it's more fun because it becomes a communal event rather than a, like an isolating, I'm going to sit by myself on my iPad in my bed and watch all episodes. Not that I don't love doing that because I do, but there's something to be said for like teasing it out, you know? What is working on, on a set? How is that different working on Cell, uh, Stargirl than it was back in way 2004 with all the different technology and different different uh, sets and well, it, you know, in some ways it's it's similar, and in other ways it's different. You know, with Lost, I never knew when I was coming back. I never knew. No one knew anything. They didn't tell you anything. Um, you know, uh, with with Stargirl, uh, I knew I was going to do at least seven episodes. I ended up doing nine. We didn't know where it was going, but we were all locked in for a certain period of time. And it was like late February to early September. It was a long time. Um, so we were all like in it. And, you know, it was the same kind of thing where you didn't know if you were going to die or anything. Although I asked Jeff Johns early on if uh, if Croc needs to buy life insurance. Um, and uh, And I won't tell you what he said. No, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but, um, you know, you want to know when you're on a show, you want to know, like, am I going to make it to the end of the season? You know? Yeah. You don't know what to expect. I knew I was doing a minimum of seven, but I didn't know if I was going to make it to the end of the season or not. So we'll see. Right on. So isn't Stargirl the first DCU show to be on CW? Yes, it is. And I think Swamp Thing is going to be on now. But yeah, that was reverse engineered. It was not intended for CW originally at all. It was going to just be on DC and then later on Netflix or Amazon or whatever. But um, while we were shooting it, every time we would like start a new episode, there'd be new rumors going around set about where it was going to end up. And for a while, it was going to be on HBO Max. And then for a while, it was going to be on, uh, I can't even remember. There was so many different rumors and so we never knew and then long after we wrapped uh so we wrapped thinking it was going to be on dc and then uh it was going to be on um, hbo max that was the rumor yeah and that didn't happen and and then we found out i think like in the fall in october or november after we had finished shooting we found out because we all me and the like injustice society members all keep in touch we have like a whatsapp thread and so we right on every week and uh you know because we all genuinely like each other and uh we we found out that it was going to be on the cw and we were pumped you know um but i don't like watching it on the cw i like watching it on dcu because that's how it was originally intended and that's how it was written and so with cw they had to cut some stuff out and then they had to put in these artificial commercial breaks that weren't originally written that way so sometimes it'll cut to commercial and it'll seem like really abrupt the acting the yeah. structure will seem a little abrupt in the in the uh in the editing but uh that's just because it was never intended to be on commercial tv or network tv i haven't seen something like that before where where that's the scenario that happened, where it has to be forced into commercial TV. But I mean, the show in itself, I think, does a really a really good job. Um, and getting into your character, I know, I, and I know again that it's something that you probably get asked a lot. But um, I just people people like to hear, I guess. Like, what was your experience trying to get into that character? Did you? Are you an actor that tries super hard to get into character or do you just go on set and kind of do your thing? 
Well, it depends on the role. I mean, there are some roles where you have to do a lot of um, external things to, to, you know, whether it's talk differently, learn an accent, uh, you know, very different physicality, uh, different, you know, speech pattern, whatever it is. Um, but, you know, there, there, this was a character that was like very much in my wheelhouse. I mean, um, it was a character that I just sort of clicked with right away, you know, when I got the uh, audition sides uh originally and by the way we didn't know nobody knew what they were auditioning for like you knew you you knew it was called star girl you knew it was a berlanti show you knew it was probably <laughs> you it was something you want to be on but you, we didn't know who our characters were and uh my character was not called proc Sportsmaster. i didn't know that until i got the offer so when i got the offer i was i was like but wait a second this isn't the one i read for you know when i got the, the actual deal memo in my email from my agent. And then I was like, Croc Sportsmaster, what is that, you know? And then I Googled it, cause I didn't know who Sportsmaster was. I right was on. comics when I was like 11 and 12, but I haven't really been, you know, I've watched the Marvel movies and we watched the Flash and Arrow with my, with my daughter. Uh, although we kind of stopped watching Arrow, it was a little too violent, but um, you know, I wasn't super plugged into that world and I didn't know about the JSA. And I didn't know about the ISA because that's kind of like deep cut, like DC stuff. That's like, that's not, that's not like uh, stuff that is common knowledge for people. Even people that are into comic books haven't necessarily been exposed to Stargirl or, or uh, you know, the JSA. But, you know, as soon as I got the part that night, I was just like, I spent hours on, on Google, like learning everything I could about Sportsmaster and the history of it. And I learned that it was a character from 1941 originally, which I just thought was so cool. And that I was the first actor to ever play him. Like, which, like, yeah, that's awesome. Other than voice acting. Uh, and that was cool. So I didn't have anybody else's performance to live up to. And I didn't have anybody, you know, I didn't have, I wasn't going to be haunted by other versions of this character because this was like, I was originating this role. So that was really cool. And, you know, when I first read about Sportsmaster, it was like, Sportsmaster? What is, who came up with that name, you know? And I love how they do that in the show, how Courtney keeps going, who came up with these names? Because they're, they're old-timey names. They're from the 40s. Yeah. The comics were brand new, and they're corny as hell, a lot of them. Yeah, exactly. But they make a joke of it, and I love that, you know? Like, now, the, like the Office, they just a way of bringing things in, into humor and kind of connecting with the audience, right? In a way. Yeah. So they walk that jet and this is all Jeff Johns, really. They walk that fine line between like self-aware and funny, but not, it doesn't go into campy, you know? Um, and the same with Sportsmaster. Um, and so when I met Jeff, we, Joy and I went and met Jeff and James Robinson and all the writers. And, uh, it was so cool. And, and, uh, they told us about the show and they told us because we didn't know anything. We didn't know what was going to happen or what it was going to be like. I just, all I knew was like, this is a really cool one. Like, this is going to be, this is first of all, like to get to be in the DC universe is so cool. And second of all, to get to be on a show that's Jeff John's first show running gig. And that's from a comic that he created is like, you just knew, okay, this is going to be his baby. I mean, he, this is going yeah. to be that he is, has his fingerprints all over. It's his from its inception. And so you just knew it was going to be good and you knew it was going to be top tier in terms of the budget, in terms of everything. And it was. So um, 
yeah, so I learned about Sportsmaster and, and, uh, and I talked to Jeff about the character and it was all in the sides, you know, you, you figured out who this character was in the sides. The first side was like the first time I meet uh, Pat Dugan in the, in the pit stop and I introduced myself and the character wasn't called Croc, but it was, it was the same scene. And then another, there was another scene that they had written that wasn't in the show. It was just to try to see like my dangerous, scary side, because that's the oh, really? character is that, um, you know, he's funny and he's likable, but he's also a total psychopath. And oh, yeah. And, and he's, and he's a badass and he's like, he's just very dangerous. Like you, he'll kill you, you know, but he'll smile while doing it. And that was Jeff Johns' big thing is like, he'll kill you with a smile. Like, and I love that. I mean, for me, like that's, that's, that's a layup. I mean, I can, I can do that. You know, that, that wasn't, so it wasn't something that I like needed to really reach for. It was something that I, I had it. And, um, but I got, but I, I knew I had to get, be in really good shape. And so I, I worked out with a trainer and for months and, and uh, got in the best shape of my life, best shape I could get in uh, under the circumstances in this 43 year old body. And uh, yeah, I, uh, that, that was the biggest aspect of it in terms of uh, the effort was just, uh, I knew like I, you, you can't own a gym called Rip City and, and uh, be called Sportsmaster and look like a schlub, you know? So, so that was, that was the biggest uh, component of it that, that I had to really like work at. The acting stuff wasn't for this role was not a big stretch. It was just fun. And Jeff was always like, go farther, go farther, go far. He's a big character, you know, he's a, he's a meathead and he's a, you know, a, an alpha male and he's, and he's kind of a, a bully. And I mean, he's, he's a freaking sport parent, you know, he's one of those parents that, that, yells at the coaches except in this case they literally kill him and yeah kill him yeah and i love that they did that they took the the whole you know idea that everyone can relate to those crazy sport parents and they 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 like took it five steps further um and it's so it makes it funny so the dark humor of this character is something that's like i love dark humor i mean it's that's just my jam and uh it was so that part of it is just kind of natural for me I wanted to touch back on how you said that you're the first person to do this live action sort of thing. Have you has it have you thought that in the future we're you're going to be long gone one day and this character's going to be around. You're going to be the one that sets the the stand for any future actors to play this character. That and I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. I mean, not often, but occasionally it'll hit me. In particular, since the show started airing, when because you, you don't know how the fans are going to react until they react until the show never. You have all these ideas based on other shows and other fan bases and all that stuff, but you don't know. They may hate it. They may be like, "Yeah, this sucks," and you hope that's not the case. But you have no control over it. It's one of the million things when you're an actor that you have zero control over. Fortunately, it seems to be really uh, uh, embraced by the fans and especially my character and Joy's character. You know, people people really seem to be responding. And so, you you know, you start, I get all these DMs on Instagram and stuff from fans and I get all these, you know, it's it's great. I love it. Fan art and, and little fan videos that they edit together from, this, from the episodes. And it's, I love that shit. I've always loved it. And uh, it's, um, it's, it's just like the cherry on top of being a part of a show like this is that you're, you're a part of something people are excited about and people really respond to, and you just, you just feel lucky. 
So yeah, I think about that. I think about like Comic-Con and we, we would talk about this when we would sit around on set. We would be like, this could be like a big show and like we could be at Comic-Con in a couple of years and everybody's yeah. like our characters and they're our characters, you know? So it, it's, it certainly enters your mind and you try not to put too much stock in it because you, you never know how it's going to pan out. But I think it's possible with this show because people seem to really like it. Right now, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that's all I really wanted to know about uh, acting wise. Well, thank you for joining me. It means a lot. Yeah, man. That was fun. Good luck with your podcast. I couldn't help but notice you've got a lot of guitars in the background. What do you do musically? Mm-hmm.